I've been wanting to do Ghostbusters Afterlife since I started to uh, enjoy the movie. And um, honestly, I've been uh, kind of interested in uh, a Ghostbusters sequel since uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2 or 2016, depending on which one you want to go from. To me, it doesn't matter either way. You know, I like Ghostbusters. I like a good Ghostbusters movie. So, you know, when I heard that uh, another movie was going to be made, I was naturally interested. Now, then I heard the news that uh, the movie was going to uh, be a a sort of Ghostbusters 3, if you will. uh, And it continues from uh, the, the days of Ghostbusters 2. And it's going to be directed by Jason Reitman, who is Ivan Reitman's son. Um... When I heard this, I was definitely excited. I was like, yes, I need to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I finally did, after more than two years since the movie was made, I finally did. And, hmm, I find myself in a position of having to think, uh, having to ask, answer, okay, why? Well, not really, why? How does uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife work? In what ways it doesn't? And uh, more importantly, what does it mean for Ghostbusters 2016? And, uh, well... Is it any better or any worse? Or, yeah, just these kinds of questions are going to be answered and much more today on Enjoy the Movie. Hello again, everybody. My name's Tony, and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie, where we love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. We are going to talk about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by Jason Reitman, and it sees uh, actors McKenna Grace and Phil, <laughs> blah, Finn Wolfhard as uh, siblings Phoebe and Trevor, who uh, find themselves moving to uh, an abandoned uh, farmhouse in the middle of uh, nowhere. Of course, that house belonged to their grandfather, uh, Egon Spangler, from the original Ghostbusters uh, movies, who in that movie was played by Harold Ramis, of course. Uh, the late Harold Ramis, I should say. Now, anyway, so Phoebe and Trevor move to uh, move to uh, uh, Spangler's uh, old uh, farmhouse, and uh, they start encountering all kinds of uh, uh, mysterious phenomenons, and you know, like ghosts and uh, just strange uh, happenings, if you will. And they also uh, uh, unraveled the mystery behind uh, Egon and what he was trying to do, why he was living at this uh, part of nowhere, and uh, basically what happened after the events of uh, uh, Ghostbusters Two, and um, yeah, and it's a sort of uh, handing the torches, uh, torch if you will, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, so I'll start with the good stuff, and uh, by that I mean I want to talk about uh, uh, the protagonists. And in this case, I want to talk about uh, Phoebe, who's played by McKenna Grace. And um, yeah, I really like Phoebe. I think she's a very interesting character. And um, I like how she goes on a bit of a journey and, you know, actually picks up picks up these skills and, you know, becomes a uh, more, uh, becomes more developed as time goes on. She starts off as a sort of uh, socially awkward um, nerd, if you will, kind of like uh, her kind of like her grandfather, Egon. And um, actually, it's very interesting. The There's the parallels and the similarities that the two have, you know, between you know, Phoebe and Egon. They're both nerds and they're both, you know, they're, they're no more than you no more than you realize, if you will. But, um, but you know what? I do actually like that Phoebe isn't one of those 
strong female characters, quote unquote, that I've come to dread. I mean, look, I have nothing against, you know, a, a strong character who happens to be female. You know, I just want interesting characters. And I like how in this movie, she goes on a bit of an adventure. You know, um, you know her motivations are clear. She's you know moved it to uh, the middle of nowhere, and you know she's she's twelve. She, you know, like she's growing up, and things are changing very quickly. And um, yeah, everything is all over the place, and it's kind of chaotic. And um, also, yeah, so I like I like how she goes on a bit of an adventure, if you will. And you know, I like how she doesn't start off as you know perfect from the get go, kind of like what Disney did with the Mulan remake. You know, and uh, yeah, that just makes her more memorable. I found her more memorable in that case. And uh, yeah, it's just, and McKenna Grace is a really good actress, you know, um, in this movie. You know, I spent, like, even the sort of uh, restrained, if you will, underhand, not underhanded, like the underacting in a lot of the movie, you know, it's, um, you could tell that she's very reserved and she's like this, yeah, she's very reserved, very shy nerd. And uh, yeah. You know, I liked Phoebe, but I didn't like uh, her brother, who's played by Finn Wolfhart. Um, her, her brother's Trevor. And I didn't like him. You know, I just... I don't know. He didn't feel like he got that much development, if you will. Like, he was there. Like, they put him there. But they didn't really... They kind of forgot about him, if you will, the filmmakers. I feel like... Like I said, he didn't get much development. And the romance between him and his crush... It's just not that interesting. You know, you get, you know, you go through, they go through the motions, you know, like, he's uh, new in town, and uh, she's, you know, jaded, and kind of cynical, of course, um, and he's, uh, of course, he's incredibly uh, wimpy as well. Now, the thing is, the both of them don't really get that much, not that many moments together, that's the thing, you know, I didn't feel like, um, I didn't really root for them at least not in their romance, if you will. You know, it just felt like, yeah, okay. Like, it was just there to give uh, to give Trevor something to do. But honestly, it just... I didn't feel that much invested in him, if you will. I, I felt that... I feel like more attention was put on Phoebe than on Trevor. And personally, I don't know. Like, you know... That that isn't to, that isn't to say that is you know necessarily uh, unfair if you will you know I like I like that we put a lot all that effort into Phoebe but I also wish that Trevor got the same got the same amount of development and work put into him if you will and yeah Paul Rudd is in this movie he's Ant Man you know like he's he played Ant Man in Ant Man <laughs> and he's uh, he's a He's a science teacher at the school, you know, that uh, that the protagonists go to. And, of course, um, he is a major Ghostbusters fan. And then when he realizes, uh, <laughs> he realizes that uh, Phoebe and Trevor are, are Egon's grandchildren, he's really excited. And he's like, his face just lights up. You know, he's, he's a major Ghostbusters fan. And... Um, yeah, he has a bit of a thing going on with uh, Phoebe and Trevor's mom, and I mean, <laughs> I feel like in this movie, I'll get I'll get into that a little later. Uh, the, the 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 thing between uh, 
uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Phoebe and Trevor's mom. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, I guess another thing I like was um, the visuals. I found them very uh, compelling. I like how there is this, um, it feels kind of campy, but also doesn't feel uh, too, but it, it strikes this balance, if you will, between a movie being campy and also looking good. You know, the CG looks amazing, um, you know, with uh, the, uh, you know, the monsters, you know, the demons and the ghosts and stuff like that. They feel like they work, you could tell they're kind of going for the original uh, Ghostbusters feel, you know, Ghostbusters 1984. But I also like how it's polished, you know, and that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Now, I will... I try. I will try not to compare Ghostbusters Afterlife to Ghostbusters 2016. And no, I will not address the controversy, quote unquote, surrounding the latter movie, because mostly, you know, it's been like seven years, and I can't. I can't be bothered now. I like. I think both movies have good CGI, but I feel like Ghostbusters 2016 is more radical. And what I like. What I think Ghostbusters 2016 got right, which Afterlife didn't, was the ghosts themselves. Um, honestly, I found there's a strange lack of ghosts in Afterlife. I just, <laughs> you know, for a Ghostbusters movie, there really aren't that many ghosts. There's not, there aren't many, you know, supernatural phenomenons that take place throughout the movie until maybe in the third act. It doesn't. And whatever does happen, it's usually very low-key. That just doesn't really uh, attract much attention. But but in Ghostbusters 2016, they go all in on the ghosts. You know, there are... Um, I like how in Ghostbusters 2016, you know, there are actual ghost, uh, ghost hunts. And, you know, we see ghosts prowling about the world. Just, you know, just making a mess of the place. <laughs> and uh, I feel... Between that, I feel like Ghostbusters Afterlife feels more like Ghostbusters after light. <laughs> Seriously. You know, I was kind of... There was a thing that just... It didn't feel complete. There aren't enough, you know, ghosts in that movie. And it just... It's really weird. You know, it's it's a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> and the whole... And the movie tries to tie itself to the original Ghostbusters movie, you know, with uh, Zool and Gozer and what you will... Uh, but it doesn't really develop on these uh, that much, you know. It just feels like a it feels like a continuation, but it doesn't feel like an expansion, you know. Okay, we we get to see uh, Ivor Shandor and we get to see Gozer and everything, but we don't really see them. We don't really elaborate on them. The movie doesn't elaborate on them, and overall, it's just it's just not that interesting. You know, which is kind of a shame, you know, because if you're going to make a continuation of uh, the original movie and you want to tie tie itself, the movie wants to tie itself to that movie, the original, you know, that would have been a great opportunity to expand on the world building. And, you know, if you know me uh, personally, I love world building and intricate, you know, universes and uh, backgrounds and uh, things like this and histories and backstories you know i find I, like i'm a sucker for this stuff and this movie just didn't really give in a, it didn't really give me much to, you know to didn't really give much in terms of that expansion and so in a way 
in that way, I feel like I was uh, let down in that regard. And I feel Ghostbusters 2016 were worked better. Then again, I don't really want to compare uh, to... Like I said, I'm not going to compare myself to Afterlife to 2016 too much. Mostly because one is a hard reboot, the other is a soft reboot. You know, it tries to tie itself back to the events of the original movie, even bringing back, you know, the act, you know, the Ghostbusters themselves from the original Ghostbusters themselves back into uh, the climax. Now, okay, here's going to be a spoiler warning. I really want to talk about the climax of this movie, but to do so would mean I would have to spoil the movie for you. So, if you want to, if you don't want to, if you don't want me to spoil the movie for you, I would like to. Um, just tell you that overall, Ghostbusters Afterlife, eh, it's pretty interesting. It's a nice bit of fan service, and um, you know, it, it's it's own, it's enough, it's unique enough that it can be its own thing. But it's also nice to see uh, uh, some uh, some elements of you know genuine you know attempts at uh, fan service, which I feel Ghostbusters twenty sixteen probably wasn't that good at uh, at that. But overall, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's still worth watching. Even if you're not really, like, if you're re- if you're a Ghostbusters fan, I think you'll like this movie. If you're not, I mean, you might like it. But, um, you know, like, it's, it's a continuation. You might as well see it. So, why not? Now, I'm, here's the spoiler segment. Uh, I love the climax of this movie, actually. <laughs> now... It's funny because, like, okay, well, I mean, I don't love it, but I really like it. I like the climax in this movie uh, because not only do we get the Ghostbusters themselves or the, whoever, the the last, the, the three remaining Ghostbusters come back for the climax and them helping Phoebe and Trevor and their friend podcast fight uh, Gozer, but even the ghosts of uh, Egon himself appears, and that's where, you know... It's a, it's a nice bit of tribute to uh, Harold Ramis, who uh, was one of the architects of the original uh, Ghostbusters movie, and so he comes, you know, and so his uh, his ghost comes and he helps um, Phoebe uh, shoot the, uh, that uh, gun to uh, destroy Gozer, and you know it's really nice. You know, I I found it very emotional. It's very you know, it's. I don't want to say restraint, but it's uh, reverent, if you will. It's reverent, it's uh, impactful, and it takes its time. I like how uh, you know the, the movie almost begins to kind of take it, take a step back, if you will, and just let the moment, let that, let the presence of Egon Spangler sink in to both Phoebe and the audience. And at the end, you know, I like how he's. How Egon, you know, sees uh, the mother and like they're kind of, and they uh, reconcile. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, they, they have a bit of a thing. I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. Just reviews all over the place, but they go on a bit of a tangent, and um, so Phoebe's mother feels that Egon has, you know, neglected her and hasn't given her much thought because he was too busy fighting, you know, the fire uh, fighting ghosts and whatever. But in this movie, you know, she sees him and they reconcile. And, you know, the scene on, on, on all 
on the whole, the scene is handled beautifully. I really enjoyed it. I guess the one thing I don't know. I'm not gonna say that this is again uh, like this is necessarily taking away from the movie or trying to rip on it. I don't want to rip on it. I think I liked uh, the sentiment, if you will. But there's something about bring uh, bringing back you know dead actors or you know actors who were supposed to be dead and then bringing them back and making them you know. Uh, and making it as though they're, you know, real life and whatever. Now, I mean, it's great for the, you know, the feels, if you will, but I don't know. There's something kind of uncanny about it. It's almost like a DH Harrison Ford, if you will, fighting on board trains and stuff like that. <laughs> except, um, except the, uh, the, you know, the reincarnated, if in this case, uh, Harold Ramis is. I'll be more convincing than uh, the Harrison Ford de-aging in Dial of Destiny. Still, though, I don't know. There's something uncanny about it. I don't know. Just what do you think about it? Let me know. Let me know. Send me an email or leave a comment. What do you think of... Uh, let, what do you think of uh, movies bringing back dead directors and making it, uh, making it feel like it's them coming back to life or or something like this? You know, how do you feel about it? I want to hear your thoughts. Let me know in the comments or send me an email. The details are in the description. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But on the whole, though, I actually really liked... So, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm not going to harp too much on this. I like the tribute. And, yeah, it was it was emotional. It was, uh, you know, reverent. It was, um, it was very nice. I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, I guess... I liked. I like also the uh, the. Uh, okay, so the movie tries to tie loose ends, like I said, between you know, like okay, what happened after Ghostbusters two, and between that and Afterlife, and um, you know, it does that very. It does that okay. Um, you know, it does that okay because initially we think you know we think Egon is the one who you know abandoned everybody, you know, so he could pursue you know this ghost threat which in this case you know of course is gozer himself or itself whatever it's a pursuing gozer but um it turns out you know like he wasn't doing it out of selfishness like he was actually you know he's trying to protect his family and friends but it came at a great cost and you know it's yeah it's um i feel like this was handled it was handled all right i don't know there's something I, I get bothered a lot by when I see these uh, legacy characters getting given, you know, the kind of treatment where they make they change them so that they're unrecognizable. You know, the previously good characters, you know, get retconned and changed to the point that they be, you know, they become these you know evil, um, villainous monsters who you just don't recognize them anymore. And I like how the that didn't happen in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, yes, there have been, you know, it gives you a justifiable reason why, why what happened happened, and it gives us a, and it also reassures us that no, um, Egon wasn't. This, he, I mean, he wasn't exactly right in you know just leaving everybody like this. Like, you know, he probably shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have isolated himself the way he did. But it also, you know, like, his heart was in the right place. And, you know, I feel like it was, I thought it was all right. It was pretty, it was decent, I'd say. 
So I'm happy that uh, Egon's character wasn't completely destroyed, if you will, uh, uh, through this movie. Yeah, so overall, overall, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, is good fan service. Like I said earlier, just before I spoiled the movie, <laughs> like I said, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a it's a decent uh, installation, continuation, if you will, to the Ghostbusters series. It's nice. It's it's. I feel like this movie was more like Ghostbusters two and a half, if you will, as opposed to a Ghostbusters three, you know, because it's a sequel, but it's also more like a soft reboot. But at the same time. At the same time, um, you know, as it as it stands, the movie's okay. I like the characters, most of the characters, and uh, the visuals are pretty nice. And um, I love the tribute that the tribute to Harold Ramis, and I like the um, yeah, I like uh, how I was happy with how the movie tied up any loose ends left over from Ghostbusters two and stuff like that. You know, it feels much at least much more natural than say. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or Dial of Destiny and how they tried to tie up loose ends and as a result they became you know nothing more than fan fiction I mean you could argue Afterlife is fan fiction but uh, I don't know it didn't really feel that way to me but I do I don't know I do feel that the movie disappointed me with regards to the um, the, uh, the 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 legend of uh, the, you know the legend and the uh, the mythology if you will you know with the ghosts and stuff like that there weren't enough ghosts there just didn't there weren't many of them and you know not much elaboration expansion was done on uh, Gozer and Zul and you know uh, Ivor Shandor and things like that there wasn't a lot that was done that was worth you know mentioning and honestly it just it really feels like a bit of a letdown in that regard but. On the whole, though, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, I still think you should see this movie. You probably have, but you know, if you haven't, but you know, if it's been like two years now since this movie was made, so it would be nice to revisit it. You know, it'd be good to revisit this movie uh, because I certainly would. You know, it was um, the bits that do work in Afterlife. I uh, I found myself enjoying, and I didn't really mind it on the whole. So overall, Ghostbusters Afterlife is. Uh, Definitely a worthy addition to the uh, Ghostbusters series, and I look forward to seeing it again uh, relatively soon. Now, before uh, I end this episode, I have an announcement. Um, you notice that I haven't been uh, uh, uploading new episodes on Enjoy the Movie, unfortunately. Now, the reason being is because lots of things have been happening outside the world of ETM that have basically made it hard for me to keep uploading episodes in the way that I do, you know, every week. And, you know, I want to assure you, ETM is still going. You know, there will still be more ETM. There's going to be more uh, reviews. There's going to be more, um, you know, there's going to be more reviews. You know, it's not, it's not the end. We're still going. However, given the situation that I'm in, I will have, you know, I'm sad to say that I'll be forced to uh, reduce the output of uh, episodes from weekly to fortnightly. So every two weeks, I'll make an episode as opposed to one episode every week. Um, this is because I want to be able to balance everything, you know, that's going on at the moment. I want to keep giving, uh, you know, delivering the best episodes that I know I can. But at the same time, I also do not want to overextend myself, if you will. 
And besides ETM, for me, is a hobby. You know, I don't want to force myself to keep making episodes and burning myself out because otherwise it's just, you know, it means a lot to me. Film criticism means a lot to me. It's something I really enjoy. I don't want to find myself waking up one day and thinking, oh man, I hate this and just finding myself dreading making an ETM episode. So I think, you know, the, this decision I think is for the best uh, for in the foreseeable future. There'll be uh, the show will now be a fortnightly episode as opposed to a weekly episode, but I will still, you know, I'll still make new reviews. I'll still run, you know, may review more movies, and uh, yeah, there'll be more stuff coming along the way. And yeah, so that's all for today. Yeah, today's episode of Enjoy the Movie, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you very much for tuning in. If you haven't done so yet, you can follow me on my letterbox profile, and uh, where you'll find more reviews of uh, movies from the past four years and more coming along the way and thanks again for listening and i look forward to seeing you all in the next episode if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you want to get in touch with us then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Also, be sure to share the podcast with your peers and online. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Movie was hosted by Tony Saad. The music and logo were created by Clara Saad. Enjoy the Movie is created by Tony Saad. Copyright Tony Saad 2023.